0: This is Just the Right Book, and I'm Roxanne Cody of R.J. Julia Booksellers. Each week, I hope to bring to you the stories behind the books, talking with some of the very best contemporary nonfiction authors, books that are timeless and charming, provocative and of the moment, the conversations you want to hear about the books you need to read. We are recording our second version of what we're calling Just the Right Book Shorts. They're all part of an experiment we have to try a shorter version of Just the Right book that posts in the week between our regular podcast. Once again, I'm joined by Bill Goldstein, who's the founding editor of the book site of the New York Times on the web. He reviews books and interviews authors for NBC's Weekend Today in New York. Bill is also the author of the forthcoming biography of Larry Kramer and has been a friend and a regular on this podcast over the last few years. I want to have a big thank you To our listeners, we got a bunch of emails. We had asked for you to email us at podcast at rjjulia.com, and you did. Thanks for all the enthusiasm. Tell your friends. You subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. And we're always looking for feedback. We'd love to hear from you. As I said, email us at podcast at rjjulia.com. All right. So the format, for those of you that might not have listened last week, is Bill and I will each quickly go over a book we're reading, a book on the bestseller list or some comment about the bestseller list, and then a book that we've read or are reading that's not out yet. So Bill, welcome to Just the Right Book Shorts. And what are you reading now?
1: Well, thank you, Roxanne. It's very exciting to be back and gratifying to hear of the enthusiasm. So thank you and thanks to the listeners. Uh, the first book I wanted to talk about is a book I just loved, Eleanor Catton, Burnham Wood. She is the author of The Luminaries and was the youngest winner of the Booker Prize. I was shocked to see that it was from 10 years ago, 2013, and huh. that it's been 10 years since that book, The Luminaries. Uh, it's a very long book. There may be some people who began it then and are still finishing it sort of like a a fiction the power broker that goes on for a long time but i loved that book and i would say that i'm reading burnham wood except i couldn't finish it quickly enough it's set in her native new zealand and it is kind of eco thriller which is a genre i would not say that i would necessarily have been drawn to that's my own shorthand for it it's about a group of sort of renegade gardeners who are trying to reclaim land in New Zealand to grow food for the poor. And one of the stunning things about it is the variety of the characters in the book, the range of characters, wealthy, poor, the, the activists themselves, all of them have rich inner lives and you get their perspectives. And I found that the infighting in this group is so like the infighting that I'm researching in the group ACT UP, which of course was uh, AIDS Coalition to Unleash Power that Larry Kramer helped found in the 1980s to to fight AIDS, and so just to see that this young woman is writing about a country far far away, New Zealand, mm-hmm. about uh, an issue couldn't be further from the crisis, although they're both crises, and the panoply of people and the panoply of issues that come up are so similar. I just, I love the way you get inside, as I say, their minds and the way each of them fights with each other. Their allies often become enemies as it was in ACT UP. And then also the way each person's ambition, it's not only money and fame that people are ambitious for, and even the ambitious people who want to do good, you know, aren't necessarily, um, unblemished in in their good deeds. Uh, So it's a fascinating book. Burnham Wood, which of course is a a reference to Macbeth by Shakespeare. So that's the book I have read.
0: So Bill, one quick question. I'm in the category that started Luminaries and put it down. Is this a faster moving book? Oh,
1: it's half the length. It is set in the present day. It moves very quickly from one character to another so you get their perspectives. It's a lot of dialogue, you know, modern people talking. I mean it's none of the kind of faux nineteenth century. Mm-hmm. Novel. Okay. None of the structure of a of a echo of a 19th century novel that you know some people like to read. I I was among them. But this is much more direct, much okay. more contemporary.
0: All right, good to know. One of the things I cherish in the thrill of reading is the kind of cliched walk in somebody else's shoes. The other quality I have as a reader is I like dark books, you know, so I'm not generally the person you would look to for the cheery beach read. I mean, I try to look for them and I try to love them and periodically I do, but I do feel like the walking in other shoes makes us more compassionate and makes us think about what we read in the news or what we think we know. So the book I'm reading is called Perish. It's a debut novel by LaToya Watkins. I've read several reviews of it. 201, they're rave reviews and for good reason. But it is a dark, raw story of a black Texas family who are dealing with the most heinous of family trauma. And what LaToya does, and and really does this brilliantly, is she takes four members of the Turner family, the grandmother, two of her grandchildren, and one of her children— to relate their lives and how they've been informed by this trauma of origin, I'll call it. And you develop an affection for every one of these characters. You feel for them. You understand, in some cases, the horrible things they're doing and the sad things they're doing and the way they're upending their own well-being. But At the end of the day, I was thrilled to read what has been described as an urgently told heart-rendering story. And, you know, not only do I encourage people to read her as a debut novel, but I can't wait to see more of what she writes. Okay. So that's what I'm reading. Okay. Paris. What about the bestseller list? Well, the book I'm curious about, and I am going to
1: read it, I can't wait to read it, although I would not have expected to say this, is it's okay to be angry about capitalism. And the reason I'm worried about saying it is you, of course, are a great bookseller and a great capitalist. So <laughs> I hope you'll not be angry with me for reading it. Uh, but um, I, no, I'm
0: okay with that.
1: Okay. So I'm interested in Bernie Sanders. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm a politics junkie and you know have followed his career and his ideas for a long time. But I feel that I owe it to my childhood because I grew up in the same neighborhood that he did. And my three older brothers all went to James Madison High School, which was his high school and also the high school of Chuck Schumer. And I regretfully uh, decided to go to a high school outside of my neighborhood. So I feel that I owe it to Brooklyn to read yeah. <laughs> It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. And I hope that you as a capitalist sell a lot of copies of it.
0: Yeah. So I what I, I am a capitalist, <laughs> but I'm a capitalist. Who was it that said con- compassionate conservatism? I, I'm not that. I'm not. I'm a liberal. But I do think that, economic issues can harness well-being, but I, I, I'm going to have to look this up to get it right. I'll have it in a couple of shows. There's a quote from Reinhold Neubar that balances what I call how you consider head and heart and how constraints are needed on human nature. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that quote uh, some other time. Last time we had the show, we talked about how long some books are on the bestseller list. And in looking at this past Sunday's bestseller list, I realized that there was a book that I read. I'm going to say I read it three years ago. I don't even know if that's possible, called The Silent Patient by Alex Michalides. And I actually... In those days, I was still on the Just for Right Book podcast interviewing fiction writers, and I interviewed Alex. So for those who don't know, for the five people who haven't read Silent Patient, A, run to your independent bookstore and buy it or buy it from their website. It's a psychological thriller, and it's genius. I mean, there's no other way to... This is a genius. You won't guess it. It's fascinating. It is, it's called a psychological thriller for a reason. And Alex Michaelides, if you listen to the interview, is his own kind of complicated creature. So I don't know how long, I think it's been on the, we could look up how long it's been on the bestseller list, but a long time.
1: I read it uh, in the spring of 2021 during the pandemic. And I think then it had been out a year. I read it in about a day. I could not put it down. I could not agree with you more about how great it is.
0: I mean, it was just stunning. It was just stunning. And I was disappointed in his second book, or maybe it was his third, but Silent Patient, that comes as close to a beach read as I might get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love the titles alone, Parish and the Silent Patient. I mean, it's dark already.
0: <laughs> All right. So now on to what's not out yet.
1: So it's coming out very soon, but I read it as soon as I got the galley, because as your listeners may know, we get a lot of books far in advance. And it's Christopher Ballin's novel, The Lost Americans, which is being published later in March. And he wrote a book called A Beautiful Crime, which, speaking of the pandemic, came out just before then, and is set in Venice and was a wonderful armchair travel kind of mystery. This, you were saying just earlier about how you love books that take you into someone else's perspective. You can walk in their shoes, as it were. And this is about a a mysterious death of an American arms. He's not quite an arms dealer. He works for an arms manufacturer in Egypt. And his sister comes to try to figure out the story behind his death. And she, in arriving in Egypt, does that with so many people in Egypt who help her as she's investigating this this murder. It's such a wonderful book that takes you far away, but it also very serious about what is going on in Egypt, what has happened to this man, what is going on in this world of arms dealers and the danger of that. And then really, getting to know the lives of a lot of individual Egyptians who struggle with the oppression of their government. So The Lost Americans, which the title has many different valences once you get into it and you'll see who are the lost Americans and many of them, even whether they're lost through death, which happens at the very beginning, or just lost their way. uh, it's, It's a wonderful, wonderful thriller.
0: Okay. The book I'm going to talk about is American Ramble by Neil King. And I interviewed him for the podcast, It'll Air, in about a month. And American Ramble is an intersection of memoir, history, and philosophy. And Ken Burns, I think, described this book as one of the greatest books he's ever read. Yeah. And I fair warning to our listeners I am obsessed with this book. I'm obsessed. I think that everybody everybody on the planet should read this book. It is a reminder of our founding, both its its wondrous things and its warts. It reminds us of what we honor and what we don't honor. It reminds us to think of time in a different way. It's it's a way to think about being present. And Neil King is just a, an exquisite storyteller. And I, I think I didn't mention this, is he walks from D.C., where he lives, to New York mm-hmm. via a route that brings him to some historical places, But his other purpose is understanding in this divisive world, who are our people now? And not surprisingly learns, you know, in the cliche that there are more, there's more we have in common than we have in differences. But you only see that when you connect on a very personal level. So I think that book is coming out very end of March, early April. Okay, so this is our second show wrapped up. I've been talking to Bill Goldstein for what we're calling Just the Right Book Shorts. A reminder to subscribe, reminder, write to us at podcast at RJ Julia. And we are deeply grateful for your listening to Just the Right Book. Bill, thank you.
1: Thank you, Roxanne.
0: You are listening to Just the Right Book with Roxanne Cody, brought to you by Lit Hub Radio. The show is produced by Roxanne Cody, Michael Selick, and Lit Hub Radio. Our editor is Gino Cardone at Pleasant Podcast. The original theme music is by Kurt Feldman. You can subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. I am Roxanne Cody. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any comments, observations, suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. You can email me at justtherightbook at rjjulia.com.